0: Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry. Letting so you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with Ray Volpe. Hey. <laughs> hey, you, got, you said it right. I know. Oh I'm my so God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I looked it up in so many different. There was like a Italian version, like yeah. Volpe. Yeah. <laughs> and I <was> like, <laughs>
1: Volpe, Volpe, Vlap, Vlap, and, uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so were you actually born in like Queens?
1: Yeah, I was born in Queens, New York. Yeah. I wasn't raised there. I was raised, like, half of my childhood in Long Island, New York, and then half of it in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where I still live now. hmm Yeah.
0: So your parents, like, moved out to North Carolina for work, or...? Yeah,
1: my dad, he, um, he was kind of like, hey, I gotta go, do you, do you wanna come? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess we can go. I wasn't gonna stay in New York, because yeah. I was nine, and my mom and my dad, if they left, I wouldn't have been able to pay rent by myself, because oh. I was nine, so... Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't have made sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What careers are they in?
1: Uh, my mom, she does, she was like a, she was just like the stay-at-home mom for the longest time. And now she is like a supervisor for a house cleaning thing at this retirement community center. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm talking like those, those like, the, like the rich old people that yeah. spend like four grand on rent, which is like insane. That is crazy. <laughs> Like, who does that? <laughs> Give us, invest in our creative
0: <laughs> lives, <laughs> oh my god.
1: So she just goes up to people, she's like, hey, go clean that room, go clean that room. And then my dad, he does air conditioning, like uh, repair and um, like installations and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: where do you get her sense of humor from?
1: Ooh, um, I don't know, probably both of them. They're really lax, they're really cool people. Yeah. They're They're both very funny, my dad's like fucked up. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> like just like his humor's dark, so yeah. I think that's where I get it from. Cause my mom will be like, Ray, stop it. <laughs> And then my dad's just name is Ray. Him? Yeah. Oh. So like, so she'll be like, "Stop, stop! You're you're teaching them bad things."
0: <laughs> I was cursing
1: when I was like five, honestly. Oh
0: but my like, gosh.
1: but like my parents, like they were like they weren't bad about it. They like they were cool because they were like they knew how to be like, "Don't do this where you shouldn't." Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't going to school to my teacher and be like, "Fuck you, Miss Johnson." Yeah. You know, I was just kind of like, like I I knew I knew like they raised they they raised me the right way. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like crazy, so strangers, Yeah, you know, <laughs> that would be bad.
0: And then when you were growing up, you were reading, like, the morning news, right?
1: Yeah, on <laughs> like at school? Yeah. Yeah, I was on the morning announcements. I went, I went to Porteridge High School. That's TMI, I don't care. <laughs> um, and I was on the morning announcements, and I like, they would always give me shit, like all the other kids, because I had long hair, because I was, like, a little scene kid, like, mm-hmm. mediocre scene kid, and <laughs> so I, I would always have my head tilted. Because my hair was like... Oh, like... <laughs> so I would always like, read the news like this. i be like, hey guys, today I'm going to go um, uh, lunch is meatballs. <laughs> uh, was your school lunch good?
0: My school in lunch in Hong Kong? Most people have brought their own. See, yeah, everyone packed their own.
1: Everyone packed. See, like, people do that, I guess, here, but like... Man, the school lunch sucked. The pizza is cardboardy. Oh, yeah. Not good. <laughs> I Some kids, especially here, I hear stories about... Like kids that get to go out for lunch and like they can like leave the property and like go to McDonald's or something I didn't get to do that
0: Neither I had to I. sit and the
1: shitty school. lunch it wasn't <laughs> cool
0: <laughs> But school was like difficult, right? Oh, Over it wasn't, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was
1: not fun It was, I mean, it was It's like a weird thing because I got bullied pretty much every day for my weight, for the way I looked like, everything appearance-wise, I was mm-hmm. I still wear all black, but, like, it was less of a thing now. Everyone wears all black now. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it was really difficult. It was, like, this weird combination, though, because, like, I had a lot of people that, like, I was still able to get, like, I had, I was the guy, I got along with, like, every group of people. I had some friends that were, like, jocks. I had some friends that were in band. I had some friends in this. And, like, I got along with a lot of people, but then the majority, the, I still had a lot of people that did not like me for no reason. And I don't know if it's because I was, like... Because in high school, I was, still, I was making music. I started making music when I was 12. And I don't know if there was, like, a weird jealousy thing or, like... I don't know what it was, but people just, like... It was just every day calling me fat, calling me ugly, telling me I wouldn't be able to go anywhere with music. And it was really hard. Like, I would stay home and pretend I was sick. My mom, she knew. Like, bless her heart, she knew, like, I I was getting bullied. But mm-hmm. she, like, kind of went with it. She's like, oh, you're not feeling well? Like, you can stay home. Mm-hmm. and But she knew. And that's, like, I'm happy that, like she like kind of bought into it a little bit
0: and even like back then your teacher like asked you to like write down what you wanted to do and you wrote down like producer or something and then she failed you just because you wanted to
1: be an artist yeah she literally was like pick something a little bit more realistic don't do music something more realistic oh you want to do you want to film you want to do photography you want to do youtube no something a little bit more realistic and nothing in the art any art creative field she wasn't supportive of it and she, was, she ended up getting fired anyway. Oh, yeah. She like stole calculators from the school, <laughs> and she didn't teach with the curriculum, and she had everybody's grades up on the board, oh. like their actual final grades, yeah. which is kind of illegal, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's, I think it's against the policy.
0: <laughs> was your mom helping you through the period, or like did you have like a therapist, or? It was
1: mainly my mom. Yeah. It was mainly my mom. Like, My dad, he, like, he worked a lot, but he's always home too. It's just that he's, it's not something I would really talk to him about. Like, we're all close, but I just mainly talk to my mom about the bullying stuff. Mm-hmm. I tried doing the guidance counselor thing a couple times, and unless things have changed now, that shit does not work. And, mm-hmm. like, because, like, the way I've experienced it, and my friends have experienced guidance counsel, uh, guidance counselors in America, if you have a problem with a kid, they'd be like, Oh, Timmy is bothering Oh, he's bullying you? Okay. So they'll pull Timmy in later and be like, So, a little birdie told me that you've been being a little bit mean to Ray. And it's like... Who the fuck would have said something? Like, it's they make it so obvious yeah. that they tattletailed on you and they snitched. So yeah. then all that does is cause more problems because now Timmy's going to come up to you and be like, oh, you fucking told on me? Yeah. Get ready to get curb stomped. I don't know. They probably don't cur- Kids don't curb stomp other kids, probably. Yeah. That sounds really brutal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like a seventh grader, like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> then, was that the similar time that you found, like, Big Chocolate?
1: Yeah, okay, so... Like, I found Big Chocolate, like, late middle school-ish, when I was first starting making music and stuff, because he was just, like, some random guy on YouTube, and he, like, made He was, like, one of the first vloggers. Oh. He was doing daily vlogs, like, like I think before, like, Charles Trippy and Shay Carl were, and they're, like, known to be, like, some of the pioneers of vlogging. Mm. And he was just doing it, and he was making music, and I was like, this is cool, I love this, and, like, I like the process behind it, and I wanted to do it, because I was making these, like, Call of, Duty, Call of Duty editing montage videos on the side with that same kind of music. Mm -hmm. It's all like dubstep and electro. I was like, let's do it. Let's give it a shot.
0: What kind of music were your parents playing that when you were growing up?
1: Rock. It was all rock and like metal. So it was like, like because of them, it was like Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, Evanescence before they were a meme, Nickelback (laughs) before they were a meme, um, Linkin Park, uh, Metallica, stuff like that. Yeah. Did you play instruments? I played clarinet in middle school, 6th and 7th grade. I was in band. Oh. Yeah. I tried to go into orchestra. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Didn't work out.
0: Did you like school academically,
1: though? Uh, I liked English, and I liked math. Science sucked. I like it. it, just my teachers were always shit. And history was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate a gym. Obviously, look at me. It looks like I like gyms. This looks like I like physical activity. I'm hating this walk right now. Oh my God. <laughs> this should be sidewalk sit down.
0: <laughs> so in your free time, I guess you're just like always just making music, kind of. and yep. That's how you like put all your
1: energy to. One hundred percent. Sleep, eat, produce, sit on YouTube. <laughs> Those things. <laughs>
0: did, you, did you ever consider a moniker?
1: Like a different name? Yeah, I did. I went by a different name in the beginning. Oh, yeah. So I started making music under the Ray Volpe, the real name project, in 2012. But I started originally in 2010 under this name Spectrica. Mm-hmm. You could probably find songs. They'll probably take
0: up. Oh no! In the comments.
1: I regret that. It's bad. It's bad. It's not good. Mm-mm. Ooh, no, no, not good whatsoever. <laughs> bad time for everybody. <laughs> what? What?
0: How did you decide to go back
1: to your own name? I am. Um, it was around the time my grandma died, oh. I think that's when I started the project. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what made me decide to, I think I just wanted a rebrand, kinda wanted to start over. I had this new EP, it was called Movement EP I think, and I was just like, I wanna start over. Let's just go by Rave Holpe.
0: When did you join that forum with like everyone? Oh, with like Tizoki and all those
1: fuckers? Uh, so the Skrillex Mothership Forum. Yeah. That was back in probably like 2011, 2012. Well, what kind either. of form
0: was like on a website? It was
1: just like a fan forum because we all were like, "Oh, we like Skrillex," and they were all. It was like it wasn't even like, like obsessed over Skrillex thing. It was just like a. There's like a here. We're all a bunch of aspiring producers that like look up to him. Let's all share mm. our music and stuff, and that's all it really was. Yeah. And it was that time when he there's made this, an enemy. I made an enemy that day, <laughs> Zoki. <laughs> If you're watching this, which you're not, because it's my, it's my sidewalk talk, I didn't watch, I did watch it. (laughs) Because I'm a good friend. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) But yeah, no, we hate each other, because this kid, Technum threw us in a Skype group of a bunch of us, and he was in there, and like, like, basically, he, like, I thought he was arrogant, which he is. (laughs) He thought I was arrogant. Which I'm not. Oh my god. No, because I, I would never be in the Skype group. I had, oh. I had, there was a point where I had a life. I had friends. It was weird. And I would go hang out with them all the time. And so I would just put my new song in, oh pizza. I would put my new song in the group and be like, hey guys, here's my new song. But I wouldn't really talk otherwise. Yeah. So he was like, oh, raise a dick. Because I don't participate. Which makes sense. It was totally fair. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. And then
0: what what was the turning point that you guys became really close? I
1: don't know, we just like got on a Skype call at one point and we just talked and then we never stopped talking. And now we're best friends. (laughs) (laughs) have been for like six years.
0: Wow. And was that close to the time of Thrift Shop that you put that Mm, out? That was that
1: year. I put out Thrift Shop Remix at the end of 2012.
0: Was that your senior year or?
1: Uh, no, I was uh, 2012? Maybe a freshman or something like that? Oh wow. I was supposed to graduate in 2015. And I dropped out in 2014. Yeah. It was
0: because of, of bullying, right? It
1: was the bullying, it was the anxiety. Um, also, there was like this whole thing with my school that went down where like they lost some of my credits. Like I don't know what happened. And they wanted me to retake classes that I've already passed and taken oh. from like two years prior. So I wasn't about it. And then with everything that was going on, I was like, alright, I'm just gonna leave. I can't do this. Yeah. It was stressing me out too much. I lost a lot of friends. At that point, because I didn't do any drugs and I don't drink, still don't. It's not yeah. for me. Yeah.
0: What's the decision for that? Like, always sober. Just, it
1: was never like something I found appealing. Yeah. It was just like, why to me? I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Like, go fucking get wild, <laughs> but feel, yeah. responsibly.
0: Do you feel pressure in the scene now?
1: No everyone's super chill about it like Ricky San, you know him? yeah he'll like if I'm with him and he's got like a blunt I'll like put my hand out and I'll be like stop because he knows because <laughs> he knows I'm not gonna yeah and he knows I don't so like everyone they'll if they meet me for the first time they'll be like oh you want something to drink or something and I'll be like no I don't and then they're like all right which is honestly very surprising yeah for this kind of scene no one pressures at all
0: is that something like the values your parents taught or
1: I I guess. Like, they just had, they don't do drugs. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, I just never, like, yeah. but at the same time, my parents, like I said, are very chill and they're very lenient. So I feel like the kids that, like, go into it, it's usually when the parents are, like, hammering it into them.
0: Oh. And then they're like, they
1: want to rebel, you know, they're like, oh, well, fuck you. I'm going to go and do this.
0: But you weren't really playing, like, local shows because oh, no. you anxiety. hmm
1: I didn't do any, I, uh, I start. I played, like, Five shows with Dirt Monkey and Jansen, who were like the first guys to put me on. So shout out to them. And so I did these shows in 2015, very briefly in February, and like it was like a good experience to see what it was like, but I hated it. I did not like it at all because I had so much anxiety. I was like homesick. I didn't know what I was doing. It was just really weird. So I was like, in the last show I did with them, (laughs) I almost got arrested. I was 17. And the driver of, of my, like, to go from this, like, shitty wannabe festival back to the hotel, <laughs> literally the driver was, like, on ketamine and all this shit. And he had all this all these drugs in the back of the car that I didn't know about. I got paid in cash for this festival, so we get pulled over. And it looks like I'm buying drugs because I have cash. Oh I'm like, gosh. guys, I'm 17. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, I don't live here. I live in North Carolina. Help me. <laughs> And they eventually let us go, but I was in handcuffs and everything. I didn't play anything, and they, I didn't even DJ those shows. It was on a, an MPD MIDI controller that Big Chocolate oh. used to do the same thing. Oh. Which is cool, because I, I would like I wanted to be Big Chocolate. Yeah. And um, so I wasn't even DJing. So it was just like those five shows I was doing support for Dirt Monkey and Jansen, and I stopped up until, uh, fast forward to when I joined, uh, joined Off and mm. stuff like that. I started playing shows.
0: Yeah. And then how did you even get your music out there initially, like, were you sending to, you were sending to, like, a lot of blogs.
1: I was just sending everything out to, like, as many blogs and channels as I could, you know. Um, There's, like, Airwave, Mm -hmm. Dubstep, or Airwave Music, UKF, which they didn't really start picking me up until 2016. But, like, I was just sending my stuff out everywhere. Nest HQ, Your EDM, The Music Ninja. Yeah, they were
0: supporting you a lot, Nest HQ. Yeah,
1: Nest HQ, they're the homies. Um... I would just send it out to everyone and the the main rule of thumb is if they don't reply the first time Doesn't mean they're not gonna reply the second time. Mm. You gotta keep sending stuff out You gotta keep pushing it You gotta keep promoting your stuff because just because they don't like the first song Doesn't mean they're not gonna like the second song or the third or the fourth So I just kind of kept sending my music out and that's all you gotta do (laughs) (laughs) Advice (laughs) Advice
0: At that point was like slay all the first people to reach out or For management? Yeah
1: Um, Yeah, so Clint he was it uh he was working just with AFK and uh Baronoids at the time. And um when he was doing that, he was like, Hey, it was AFK and Wave Dash. Do you know Wave Dash? They're like a cool oh, trio yeah, yeah. of boys. Uh, them they were all showing Clint my stuff, they're like, Hey, you should like check out this kid. And Clint really liked it, so he hit me up and I was like, No. Because <laughs> I was very against the idea of getting management. I didn't like it.
0: Were you hearing stuff from like online people Yeah. problems, yeah.
1: No, it was mainly just, like, I was like, all right, well, I had just, like, done, well, it was at that point, it was, like, six years of stuff on my own. Why would I need management if I could do this myself? Like, there's no point. I can do it by myself. I don't want to give somebody my money if I can do it myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll just be independent. And he just kind of kept hitting me up. He was very, he was very um, what's the word? Like, he was just very persistent? persistent, yeah. And eventually, I was like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it, let's give it a shot. And uh, as soon as that happened is when uh, we merged into Slayall, and, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he's been, like, really supportive of you, also, like, your own personality mm-hmm. online and, like, growing into yourself, especially yeah. online. Oh, 100%. He, yeah.
1: like, thanks to Clint, like, because I, a lot of people think, like, oh, I was I was quiet and, like, shy and Slayall changed you, or you're faking, you're trying to be, like, getter. You're trying to act like getter, when in all actuality, I've always been like this, but, like, and I'm like this when I Skype my friends and stuff, like Tezoki would tell you or anybody else. It's just, I was nervous to like be myself online Mm -hmm. because that's public. And uh, Clint and the guys at Slayall, they were all very welcoming and warm about it. And they were like, just dude, fuck it, be yourself. Yeah. And they helped me and they helped me break out of my shell. Mm -hmm. So now I'm weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How has your career changed since you've been with them?
1: It's changed dramatically. I've been able to turn it from a hobby to a full-time job, which is really cool. Uh, Very fortunate for that. Um, they've helped me get opportunities I could have never imagined. They're all very, they're very much a family. Mm-hmm. I owe a lot to them.
0: So after, so after high school you moved back with your, so you were like living with your parents? Yeah, like... I
1: still live at home. Yeah, I'm just never there because I'm always, oh. I'm always in LA or I'm always touring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you plan to like, move here?
1: Yep, uh, at some point after this no emotional out tour. Yeah. That's the plan. And
0: then I remember I saw this interview that you did with Ness, and it was just so real. But then it's like, why have you been up for 28 hours? It's just because you just got a girlfriend. You don't know how to, like, how you're meant to deal. And, like, not stop oh, talking. Oh,
1: yeah. That was, that, was, that was good times. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> Ooh, no, we're, we're still really close, though. Yeah. That was a good... I think that's really cool to be able to, like... Uh, like, some people can't, like, do the whole, like after a breakup thing mm-hmm. and like that was a sick experience got my first girlfriend It was dope and we just realized hey we probably would be work we probably work better as best friends yeah and that's how it's been we're been good
0: what's the decision to put like your love life love life out there about like you on Twitter like joking
1: like, like I don't know it's it was inter- it's like an interesting decision because it's definitely a decision you have to make you know it's like Do you want this to be, like, do you want this to be out there for people to see, to judge, like, on the low? Because everyone's going to say stuff on the low, you know? People are going to make up, you know, things. And I was like, all right, let's just do it, you know? Uh, Why not? Mm -hmm. They can easily find out things because fans, if fans are fans, they dig. They'll dig anyway and they'll figure stuff out. So I was like, all right, you know? So.
0: Other than management, were you ever afraid of being, like, young in music and having people be, like, sketchy around you?
1: Yeah, I, I, I was getting, I was scared of being, like, taken advantage of yeah. with, like, deals, like, contracts. And, like, when it comes to anything, like, music-related, I was scared that people were going to be like, oh, he's young. Like, he's not smart. He doesn't know, like, how to read a contract. But I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have your
0: parents <laughs> been helping you, or have you just, like, been figuring it's it out? It's just
1: been me, because, like, my parents, like... They're smart in other, th- in other like, areas, but they're, they're not sure on, like, legal stuff.
0: Yeah. What do they think of your career now?
1: They're very they're very happy. They're supportive. They didn't think this was going to work out at all. They were mm-hmm. like, yeah, do the music thing and then go to college, because it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely didn't think it would go anywhere. But, hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when did you start getting interested in, like, film, graphic design, that sort of thing? Oh, when
1: I was, like, eight or nine. Oh. I was really young. I just loved it. I loved editing. Yeah. Because I, okay, so it goes as far back as like I used to be a really big fan of WWE mm-hmm. wrestling. And then, like, I would edit these, like, these movie music video, like, montages that went along to music. Like, a lot, there's a big fan base that would do that. Like, mm-hmm. a lot, of, like, there was a big community that would do that. So I did that. And then I transitioned into the gaming stuff. And I was just always editing with, like, Premiere Pro, Sony Vegas, After Effects. And I just, I loved it. I loved Everything about just editing and like, like it was just, it's so much fun.
0: Do you think if it wasn't for music, you'd be doing that or like studying that in college? Probably.
1: I'd probably yeah. be definitely doing that. That or like some type of graphic design stuff. But I wasn't that great at graphic design. Um, I'm good with like Photoshop, but I, don't, I, could, I can't draw or anything. Mm-hmm. So if I had like a, one of those tablets and stuff, it'd be terrible. Oh my I'm God. also left handed, so that means I'm like a sinner or something. <laughs>
0: so. Do you do some of your
1: art? I did a long time ago. Now uh, Cody Diodato, from he's like the creative director at Baygor, he does all of my art. He does all my tour flyers and stuff. That dude's like literally just like he's ingrained. He's in my. He's on my team.
0: Oh okay. How would you say your music has changed since the early songs you made? It's a
1: lot better now. It was really (laughs) bad. It was really bad. Like the sound design's a lot more there. There's a lot more musicality to it. Um, How about the style itself? The style? Yeah. Oh, I think. I think the styles kind of stayed the same. I feel like I've always had a specific kind of style or a specific kind of sound. And I think that just kind of developed over the years and just kind of, I kind of agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How
0: would you feel like you've grown as a person since you were younger?
1: I know how to deal with anxiety more. Mm -hmm. Um, I know how to cope with it. And like, usually it's like the humor stuff
0: Mm -hmm. or like joking
1: about anything. Like like LA, like dealing like with like people because There's a lot of people in LA, or there's a lot of people everywhere. Really, it's not just an LA problem. It's just kind of people kind of throw LA under the bus about fake people and people like, oh, you know, like let's get lunch, and you never get lunch, Mm -hmm. and it's like everyone's out there for ulterior motives and like all this stuff. But it's a problem everywhere. I've kind of over the years I've kind of just developed like a like a tougher skin to just not deal with that Mm -hmm. or like just kind of keep things very civil with that Mm -hmm. kind of. But I, I don't like it associating with that.
0: What kind of advice do you have for people who are going through, like, bullying and anxiety?
1: Uh, if, especially if they're younger, I would say to, like, really focus on the future because it's not going to matter in a couple of years, especially when you're in school. Like, a lot of people, like, because it's the most, it's the cheesiest thing ever, but it's like, oh, it's not the end of the world, like, you're just in high school, but it's true. It gets, it, it, like, it blows over. It always does. Like, it's not going to matter, but... If you're older, I'm oh sorry, if you're older and you're dealing with stuff, like, like talk to somebody. Like, seek some type of help because there's somebody there that's going to listen and want to listen. There are people that train and study to talk to people about problems because they love to help people or they love to listen. And sometimes listening and talking to someone is all you really need. Mm-hmm. You never really know. You got to put your hand out there for someone to grab it.
0: Yeah, I love so that. So don't,
1: don't bury it. Don't run from it. Don't look to other, you know, self-harming type, uh, you know, you know, paths to, you know, try to cope. Take, take your hand, put it out there. Someone's going to grab it eventually. hmm
0: What does success look like to you?
1: What does success what?
0: What does success look like to you? Ooh,
1: um, a verified, uh, checkmark on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, success just looks like, uh, seeing people enjoy what I make. Seeing people show up to shows I play, um, people enjoying, people feeling something from what I make, that's that's Mm -hmm. it. I like I don't make any money off of streaming or I make money off of streaming, but I don't make money off like sales, and -hmm. that's not like all that's not success. The success is how many people enjoy my music and Mm -hmm. like love it. And want to dance to it, or yeah. headbang, or jump. Because <laughs> everyone just knows how to headbang and jump. Yeah. <laughs> what does love mean to you? What does love mean to me? Yeah. Love, ooh, damn, shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, it's something important. Love is everything to me. I've Everything I put into my music is filled with love, whether it's sad or happy. It's always, like, really emo, and it's about love. All my mm-hmm. songs that I sing on are always about some type of... Thing dealing with love. It's like uh love is everything, I feel like. I don't know, yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. It's mm-hmm. m- but love, like I'm I've been told by someone very close to me that I'm like programmed to love. Because I'm somebody that just wants to like give their heart to somebody mm-hmm. else, give yeah. them everything. I'm like that with my friends, my family. And, like, whoever, like, my future wife's gonna love me, yeah. so what's good? If you're a girl, you're automatically pre-approved. Email me, email clint at slayall.com.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. And actually, you started singing because, like, it was hard for you to get, like, what is it called, vocals back, Yeah. Right? But you did yeah. sing when you were younger, except yeah. someone teased you.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> It's funny, she's still my friend now, her name's Sarah. She was across the street from me. <laughs> I remember I sang when I was in seventh grade to her and she was like, mm, No, this is not good and I was like, Alright, whatever. And then I was really upset and never sang again. And then I was like I was having trouble get like finding good like deals. A lot of vocalists wanted like four K advances for songs that were gonna make six hundred dollars. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. You know? So I was like, Alright, let me just give it a shot i sing in, on stage? I was, I was like, oh, no. No. Everyone's n- waiting for you now. I think, I don't think it's, like, cringy, but I don't think it's, I think it's something that shouldn't really be mixed with the DJing thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless you're, like, Bonnie and Clyde, they pull it off because they're specifically a, like, they're, okay, well, she obviously, she has a hand in the production stuff and she has, she's putting everything, but, like, when they're playing these shows, it's different because, you know, they're, like, DJing and then they can sing because they're a duo. Mm-hmm. But if you're just, like, the producer singer at the same time, I feel like it's a little weird. I feel like it's a little weird. But I'm not, hey, I'm not knocking anybody, by the way. <laughs> do you. I respect everyone doing their thing. Definitely want to make that clear. I'm not knocking anyone for doing it. I just don't think it's for me. Because the thing is, I imagine myself doing it. And I'm like, that's not going to look good. So, you have people that pull it off real well. Just not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last question. What do you want to be remembered for?
1: What do I want to be remembered for? Ooh. Uh, my last name being Volpe, and not Volpe. Volpe. I don't, want, I don't Volpe, Volope. I got Volope at one point. I don't want it to be, like, yeah, Ray Volpe was a sick producer. It sucks that he died in that fucking weird, like, Chipotle drowning accident. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Something like that. I, like, I want to be remembered for always being real. I never want somebody to be like, no, he was fake. Like, he was fake. He- Or he was like, I always, like, I try to be as transparent as possible with people. I always try to be as honest as I can. And that's something I always want to stick to. Yeah. It's important. It's important, I think.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye, guys.